welcome to another episode of your Ali Show. And today we have a very special guest, professional MMA fighter, uh, fighting in the UFC, Mr. Kai Kara France. Hey, bro. Uh, how are you, Kai? Yeah, I'm good, man. How you been? Not too bad, not too bad. What about yourself? How's your day been, brother? No, it's been good. Uh, you know, busy as always, getting ready to have a baby and everything that comes off it. So, um, ticking off all the boxes before Christmas. That's it. That's um, it. Eh? And then, yeah, trying to finish this year with um, as much as we can. So, nah, I'm feeling good though. Yeah, I was looking as um, I came into, uh, we're actually at uh, Kai's beautiful home here. And uh, as I was walking in, you start to see some of the baby stuff and uh, all that, you know, ready, the strollers, the car seats and uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, totally so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're pretty excited. We'll get on to that in a, in a second. But um, anyway, Kai, uh, for most of our listeners or people who are watching the video probably already know who you are. But for those who don't, um, could you just give a brief introduction about yourself, brother? Yeah, so um, Kai Kata France, UFC fighter, ranked number seven in the world in the flyweight division um one of the seven um ufc fighters fighting out of city kickboxing and um i've been in it since 2006 uh 2018 that's when i made my ufc debut uh, so yeah uh new zealand based now was thailand trained um at the start of my career um but yeah, now now full time at City Kickboxing, homegrown. It's awesome to kind of get that knowledge from overseas, bring it back home, and and now we we can. Um, it, it shows that this gym's the best in the world, and mm -hmm. the reason why it is is because of everyone's you know collective input and with all led by Eugene Berman. So that's a little bit about my story. I'm sure we'll get into how I started. Anyway, Kai, I want to ask you when and how did you get into fighting. Yeah, so I started uh, when I was 10 years old. I started in jiu-jitsu. Um, my, my friend that was doing jiu-jitsu um, told me to come down to the kids' classes. Mm. So that was on a Sunday, and this was at Strike Force back in um, when the gym was next uh, in Avondale next to the cinema. Wow. So I went down to the Sunday session and then enjoyed it, and then um, I just, yeah, keep coming. And then my coach was Carl Weber at the time. Um, I, I went for like two years and then I stopped and then, um, start of high school, um, third, third form, smallest in my class used to get bullied, um, just because of, um, my size. Mm. And then my parents got me into martial arts again to kind of install confidence in myself. And, uh, that's when I went back down to strike force. Uh, and this time was, um, it was run by Aaron boys and, yeah, so I, I went back down to the gym and, um, you know, taught me all these um, things that I needed to learn as a young man, you know, all these tools that martial arts gives you. Um, so it ex it's expanded, like not just jujitsu, then you were doing like Yeah, so I was doing everything and... then. So I was doing kickboxing, wrestling, jujitsu. Um, and I had my first fight when I was 15, my first amateur fight. Wow. Um, I lost. But for me, it wasn't a part. It wasn't just about the winning. Mm. Uh, winning a fight it was the journey just to get into the ring you know so many obstacles and and personal growth just to get in the ring and um, I love the feeling of um, uh, the feeling of uh, sorry performing in front of your friends and family you know and and showing them all the hard work you've, you've done in the gym and um, it didn't go my way but I knew that this is what I wanted to do I say adrenaline as well eh? yeah. when you um making that that what ring walk mm. just getting out there like at that moment, it's like, oh, yeah, it's happening now. It's time, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it, everything's, like, throwing at you, and you just got to deal with it, you know? And mm -hmm. if you've never been in a fight before, and I never had been, um, I didn't know how t I was going to react. So I think it's important for anyone to, to go through, you know, a boxing fight or an MMA fight just to kind of see what what they will do and um, how they will react. And, um, you know, this will change your life. So mm -hmm. um, it but changed mine. It's not only about that, like, it's also like learning to overcome mm. how when when all of that kind of flows at that moment and how do you deal with it like exactly. what do you do um this is quite hey guys ali here just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast we appreciate your love and your support if you're not already on board please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family if you prefer a visual experience our videos are actually up on youtube at the ali channel 
please don't forget to subscribe like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like and also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore ali underscore channel for instagram and on our facebook page at the ali channel we'll see you soon and i hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast it's quite interesting i think it might have been yesterday i was just scrolling through instagram and uh, there was an ad on the the whim to warrior ad and you were giving oh, that yeah. talk on there as well <laughs> it sounded pretty similar there i was gonna say something yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got it all down pat now and people want to um, give me a little talk about um, the journey that I'm on. But yeah, mm. it, it will change your life. And um, I know a lot of people that have done that Wimp the Warriors um, course, a lot of good friends of mine um, that were a bit re- reluctant to join. And um, I just said, hey, can you put a price on happiness and where you want to be in life? And mm-hmm. um, I know it's a bit of money to do the course, but um, honestly, it will change your life. And after they did the course and... Um, they saw the rewards that they got from it, you know, mo- emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, they said, you know, thank you for, for actually telling me to commit to this because um, I can't see myself doing anything else but this now. And I don't know how it took me so long to do it. Um, so it was awesome to get that feedback. And I, I knew that that would happen because mm. it's just what happens that um, when you when you choose this path and this journey. Um, and, it, you know, the UFC is is not everyone's ultimate goal. Um, it's just to be a better person and to better your life. So um, yeah, it's awesome to see. Did you ever think that you would be where you were today? Like when you when you were younger, you know, when you your teenage years, did you ever see this? Um, you know, it was such a massive dream of mine, but I, you know, I didn't, <clears throat> I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. Oh, so I was looking at the bigger picture. I wasn't looking at, you know, the the end result, which was to make the UFC. I was just, gonna see how far I can push it and how far I can take it um and it's just how it happens um the people are, that are the most consistent are the the ones that are gonna eventually you know make it to those um the big leagues and take the next step to the um to where you want to be so but looking back you know where I when I used to get bullied being so vulnerable being so kind of lost um and now I do this as a full-time job you know fighting on the biggest stage in the world it ranked number seven in the world and in the world fighting only the best so um it's pretty crazy and pretty surreal but um you know i've definitely earned to where earned my spot um and where i am today and um it doesn't come with hard work you know if people come up to me now and saying would you do it again you know it takes 10 years it took me 10 years to get to the ufc and um it's all a part of the journey you know the ups and downs and and the highs and lows all the losses that you take all Mm. the learning curves but that's what it's all for when you make this the uh, make it in the big leagues and in the UFC. There's no you're not overwhelmed by the the level or shocked by the talent. Mm. Um, you're more than ready. Yeah. That's the that's the hard one. Is that that everybody wants to get there, but they don't want to go through the process. Mm. You know the the grind, the process, the amount of time it takes, the work you need to put in. Like it's 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 one thing to say and to like you know kind of have a plan, mm. but like the other one is actually going through that plan exactly yeah. and it's it's you know that's where you'll see a lot of people start to fall off as well but yeah man like you know you you've you've obviously had like a lot of challenges in your life i've listened to some of your podcasts and a couple of your talks as well mm. and I've, I've heard quite a bit so it's pretty interesting man um i just want to get about like uh so when did you actually uh because i understand you went over to thailand yep. You live there, uh, train, and, and you know at Tiger Muay Thai, which is uh, you know becoming a very popular gym mm-hmm. as well. You yeah. know, um, well after city kickboxing maybe, but uh, you know, how was that whole experience over there? Yeah, so um, to lead up to why I moved to Thailand, mm-hmm. um, I was at university. Um, I'd I'd had my a few pro fights. Um, I'd fought on the show called Legend FC, which they're based in. Um, Hong Kong mm-hmm. and they have shows in Malaysia as well um, so yeah I had a few uh, professional fights but um, I was at uni my head wasn't wasn't in the books you know I wanted to be in the gym just training that's what I wanted to do um, so I told my parents um, you know this isn't for me I don't want to be um, at university and it was a hard thing for me to kind of say because my whole family's academic you know my brother's a lawyer my dad's a lawyer wow. um, family my, or lawyers that's gonna be hard brother. Yeah, <laughs> my other brother's a sports journalist you know so so many so much pressure on me to um yeah and i, I was in a position where uh i was kind of a dark horse you know i didn't want to be mm. let my family down and and um 
but they knew that I was passionate about what I wanted to do. And um, that's why they gave me their full support because they knew that um, whatever I was passionate at, um, if I wanted to do it, that, um, I would I would eventually get there. So they said, you know, follow follow your dreams, do it while you're young and, and don't look back. So um, yeah, I, I dropped out of university. I was studying a bachelor in uh, sport mm. and um, I sent in my uh, application to Tiger Muay Thai because they were looking for um, fighters for their fight team and they were doing tryouts. So uh, I sent over my application and I got accepted. So there was 30 of us from around the world that all got um, invitations to try out and uh, I went over a month early. So I wanted to get used to the, the heat and get uh, meet new, all the people there and just kind of get comfortable mm. before the actual two-day tryout. And uh, that's that probably the best thing I could have done because – it was so hot, you know, my first time overseas um, on my own. Yeah. I've been overseas to fight, but not not by myself. Yeah. And just being out of the comforts of home, living in a fan room. Um, <laughs> and if you've been to Thailand or Southeast Asia, you know, if you're in a fan room, it's it's rough, man. <laughs> and uh, I was just yeah, sweating all night, bro. Like, you'd be finished training and you'd showered, but you'd still be you're drenched. Still sweating, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was a massive learning curve just to... Um, <clears throat> Like when I was in that situation, like obviously everyone's in that situation mm. over there, but um, at the time I was like, you know, this is, I want to, I want to do this for something. I, I'm in this situation where, you know, I'm away from my friends and family. Um, I'm out of the comforts of my home, but um, what I'm doing right now, I'm sacrificing all of that, but it's going to be for something. So I always had that drive and that fire, um, which, um, I guess all the coaches saw saw that. You know, I was ten years younger than most people that were doing the tryouts. Oh. Um, pretty much just a kid, just hungry and and um, just keen to learn and trying to be in a sponge and um, attain as, as much knowledge as I could from what everyone that was there. Um, so over the two days, I did a Muay Thai wrestling, Jiu Jitsu, um, a conditioning session, and then um, like this this big run that you had to do up the Big Buddha, um, which is this massive uh, mountain. So um, that was the last workout. <clears throat> so I ended up getting a unanimous decision um, to for the fight team. Everyone, I was the last pick, but um, everyone knew that um, I was going to be put in. But yeah, it changed my life. You know, I was I was based in Thailand for four years after that. So wow, every year, four years. Yeah. So this was the first trial they ever did for Tiger Muay Thai, and um, I was a part of the team for the four years. So every year they had a new trial, uh, but I was I just stayed stayed over for the next year and this kind of eventually you know it was uh, four years later but it was an amazing experience met so many cool people so many um good friends that i'm still with um still good friends with now um fought in so many amazing you know countries and amazing experience so <clears throat> that definitely kick-started to um where i needed to be but mm. um eventually you know a great lifestyle living in thailand and phuket close to the beach you know you train twice a day um wait you just pretty much just wake up eat sleep train repeat that's that's all you do and mm -hmm. um i was fighting in another country every month um i was fighting um, muay thai fighting boxing doing jiu-jitsu comps so just wow. pretty pretty much immersed myself in the martial arts just getting lifestyle. involved staying active and all that as well yeah what, one thing i want to ask about like what about like uh living expenses bro so did you were you um be able to make a a, a good income from this like fights obviously it's not like big fights yeah, and stuff yeah. like that but uh to support yourself over there yeah so what, what um uh, winning the scholarship for tiger muay thai um you had free accommodation for a year Whoa. free food and free training and like all the all the things that come off it you know the training gear and mm. um just that network to be a, to, to be in that in that social hub where you're so connected to everyone in asia um you just meet so many people and i was managing myself myself at the time you know i'd, I'd meet people fight on their show and then i would meet some more people and like, hey if you want to fight um give me your contacts and i'll yeah. i'll set it up and bro it was a wild west back then i was <laughs> i was doing visa runs as well as just fights um so if injured or not i would have to leave because i'd have to um you was know what 90 days eh? something like that yeah oh, i think it was like a three-month visa i had yeah. every time um and back then i was i was doing that because i i couldn't afford the year the year-long visa and, yeah um, all that stuff because um you know, you're, you're not making much money back then, pretty much just to live the lifestyle. Um, mm. So you just had to be smart with your money. And if your funds were getting low, you know, it's time to fight again. So yeah. it's just what I had to do. And it was a great experience. Like it put a lot of, um, put me in the right direction to where I wanted to be. Like mm. I was really like pretty much all in where I was fighting to put food on the table. And um, I knew 
a lot of people would want to be in my position, but I, I didn't take it for granted. You know, I just wanted to make the most of being there. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't distracted, but, you know, Phuket's quite a... Um, a party, a party it's town. A party, it's a party town and yeah. um, there's a lot of distractions there, but I was never really um, pulled into that. You know, I, I wasn't tem um, tempted. I know a lot of people would go off on, on off the rails and mm. you wouldn't see them for months, but... Yeah, they go on a partying spree and like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I was always pretty one-track minded. I knew why I was there and what I wanted to do and um, that wasn't helping me. So I, I always kind of stayed grounded and... Um, stayed in the gym mm. and if it's uh, not useful it doesn't help me i'm not going to get get involved yeah in exactly yeah. i knew like i had fights coming up and um it's not a time to celebrate i'm here to here to change my life so uh it, that was the mindset i've had right from the start you know i'm, I'm here to to get to the, the bigger goal which was to the to the ufc and these are all just stepping stones so um you know i wasn't always winning and um that's that's the beauty about the sport you know it will break you down and, and make you make the changes that you need to ch uh, need to do uh, to make it in the sport. At one point, I was on a three-fight losing streak. I was fighting, you know, good guys, great mm. talent from um, the regional area. Um, just losing by, you know, um, decisions. So I was everything I was doing was working, but I wasn't putting it all together. Um, so mm. after that, I made the decision to drop down to flyweight because at the time I was fighting at bantamweight. Um, so I dropped down to flyweight. Which is, uh, Fifty-seven. So yeah okay so and i was fighting down to 125 oh sorry in, in pounds what is it um so i was 135, 135. So 61 i was fighting mm. at and so i dropped down to 57 125 mm. so for my height that just made it made the most sense so i, I tr just trained for four months um i had a lot of family um telling me maybe come back home maybe mm. go back to university maybe this isn't for you um but i i made a promise to myself you know i got myself into this situation i, I want to you know, ride it out. I want to give it kind of one last um, push before I, you know, pack it up and come back home. In my back of my mind, I, I didn't want to come back to New Zealand without nothing. You know, I had mm, to, I had to, handy. I had to bring some something home. Mm -hmm. um, so then, yeah, I changed. Um, I just trained for four months, and then uh, had my first fight at flyweight in Taiwan on Pro FC. Ended up getting a nine second knockout. First punch, knocked the guy out. From I've seen that one. For those who haven't seen that one, <laughs> yeah. you need to go watch it. <laughs> so I knocked him out. Uh, the Korean boy knocked him out. And, um, yeah, pretty much first punch. And then I fought on uh, a cruise ship two two weeks after that. Yeah, that was a pretty wild yeah. one that I So heard. I came from Phuket to Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia to Phuket. And the fights were docked. Oh, sorry, the, 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 the cruise ship was, was docked, docked at the, mm. in the Phuket. So the boat wasn't moving. Um, and then all my friends got to come on the boat that were from Tiger and um, I was fighting a Filipino kid yeah. and um, I, I knocked him out in 12 seconds. Wow. So, you know, in, in a month's time, it was 30 seconds of work pretty much. Man, that's like pretty, I think that's like one of the bucket list things, man, to fight on like a cruise ship. Yeah. Not, not everybody's going to experience that nah, shit. First, first time ever it ever, ever happened, so... It was um, cool to be a part of, you know, and then for two days after we got to party on the boat and <laughs> yeah, everyone was it, going It was well. like a party boat or like yeah. a party cruise anyway, yeah. you know. And it, it was for um, a Toon Talk, which is a phone company in Malaysia. Oh, uh, which one, sorry? Toon Talk. Oh, Toon Talk. Okay. Do you yeah. heard of it? No, I, 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 think, I think maybe they, they've got quite a few. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> They and they do some pretty wild stuff as well. Yeah. You know, like although it's Malaysia, like <laughs> they're pretty wild. <laughs> and um, man, so you know, it, you you had that last two big wins, yeah. and then after that, you decided to move back to New Zealand. Or? No, no. So um, in a space of a month, I had two wins. Mm. In the space of a year, I had five wins all by first round knockout. So wow. in that whole year, I was just fighting every pretty pretty much every second month. Um, I fought in Guam on PXC, got another knockout there. That's where me and Alex were um, were fighting, Alex Volkanovski. Mm -hmm. um, and then I fought on, um, where else was it? I, I, I won a title in Perth um, oh. on uh, Bragging Rights, which is a, it's a smaller show, but I, I won the flyweight title there. And um, after that, that's when I got picked up for the Ultimate Fighter. So that was season 24. Yeah, he went on to the Ultimate Fighter. That's an, another story in itself. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. Um, how was that whole experience, bro, on that the Ultimate Fighter? Yeah, it was It was pretty surreal, you know, but just coming from Thailand, just fighting so frequently, that set me up um, for where I what I needed to do for the Ultimate Fighter. You know, you're fighting every week. Um, you don't have your comforts of home. You don't have your, your main training partners or your coaches. So 
for me, uh, I was more than ready. You know, I was just just ready to kind of put on a show and four years of preparation. Really. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, this was back in 2016. Um, I was on Henry Cejudo's team. So Henry and Henry Cejudo and Joe Benavides were the coaches, um, and uh, 16 guys living in one house uh, for seven weeks. So if you won, you went to the next round, and if you lost, you still stay in the house, but you you you're not in the competition anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could get uh, brought back in if there was injuries or you know um, someone had to get replaced. Yeah, mm. so um, I I was the first one to fight. I was fighting this guy called Terence Terence Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell, he was from Alaska, five uh, eleven, I think he was, which is tall for a flyweight. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> at the weigh-ins, he um, stuck his hand out like this to yeah. kind of show how long his reach was, and um, you know I didn't really think anything of it. I just pushed his hand down and I kind of step back and said you know bring bring that same energy tomorrow yeah. pretty much i didn't say it but i, I yeah. could i just said it with my face mm. and, and body language yeah, body yeah. language you know and um came the next day dana white came to our um our locker room and said um time to shine boys don't leave in the hands of the judges go change your life um and i remember that and then that just kind of switched um my mindset into the um uh, going into this fight i was just like um, i'm just going into this with bad intentions you know I want to show the world what I'm here to do and mm. what I'm capable of and um, made my walkout, no music, because in The Ultimate Fighter, it's all in a studio, um, just the two teams and the cameramen pretty much. I saw Dana White and all the coaches, but I was just tunnel, tunnel vision, walked into the ring, <clears throat> um, and then you know, just pretty much ref said go. And uh, right from there, it. was just let the dog off the leash. I pretty much put one, two together, dropped him. And then he got back up and then knocked him out with um, mm. a right hand. So it was all over in 30 seconds and jumped on the cage. And um, at that time, the flyweights were getting a lot of slack for not finishing fights and not being exciting. And um, I guess this was the best way to start a, start the season um, for the flyweights. So um, Dana White was on his feet. You know, he was shocked and he was, um, you know, he, he was happy that um, I made a statement like that. And that kind of set the stage for the rest of the show. Everyone knew, because no one knew who I was back then. You know, mm. the Americans are quite naive where they don't um, recognize anything outside of outside America. Outside of the and US. And that's just how they are. But yeah. w- once I did that, everyone, oh yeah, this guy's here to... You kind of put yourself on notice. Yeah, eh? yeah pretty much. And I, I had a target on my back after that. No one really um, took me lightly. So it's good. It's good pressure. You know, I wanted them to recognize mm. I'm not just here to kind of make up numbers. I'm, I'm here f- to win the title. So... Um, I ended up losing in the semis um, to Alexander Pantoja and, you know, full credit to him. He, he did well, but I think a factor in that fight was m- me making flyweight constantly because mm. I had to make weight every time I fought. So I think my body was starting to shut down just because of, I didn't have the fight dietitian back then. Mm. I didn't shout out to Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have, you know, those, um, what I know now I was kind of just winging it, making flyweight, which, um, it kind of hurt me because I didn't really know my body back then and um, I was just kind of starving myself. So in that second fight when I when I was in the semis, um, I was just fatigued. You know, my body wasn't reacting like it would be usually and um, I feel like that, that definitely played a factor. So um, yeah, I would, that, I would, there's I would, a lot of people who you'll see like in the long run when they, when they don't do it the right way, yeah. like you'd see it in their performance as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's a good learning curve, you know, and um, I'm sure me and Alexander Pantoja will, fight in the long run i think there's five of us now that are in the ufc from that season from the ultimate fighter yeah season. so um you know i've only fought one of them so far brandon moreno mm. um but uh, i'm sure I'm Man, that was uh, <laughs> that fight was like bro it was fireworks i reposted the video i was i was watching that fight actually and uh, man just talking about your um well just jump uh you know fast forward to like, your last three fights bro. yeah it's uh but it's been nothing short of like crazy, intense fireworks and like bro, I was like, you know, when people watch I don't know about other people, but when I'm watching it at home, like on my seat, bro, I'm like <laughs> jumping and shouting and like, you know, it's wild, bro. It's I like appreciate it. Yeah, it's like it's it's and like it's awesome, bro. You bro, if this if it's anything, like all your fights is like entertaining, bro. Mm. And it's like it keeps you on the edge of your seat, bro. <laughs> you know, and even when you hear the the uh, commentaries from like, uh, you know, DC, I think yeah. DC was doing one and like uh, the other guys, like they're pretty shocked as well. And, you know, <laughs> man, it was crazy. And looking at, um, um, you know, your fight with uh, uh, Brendan Moreno, I thought it was pretty close. Yeah. And uh, looking at how now he's 
gonna be fighting for the uh, title, which yeah, is this, this weekend. This weekend yeah. yeah, this video will probably be out a little bit later, yeah. but. Yeah, hey guys, know. Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at The Ali Channel. We'll see you soon, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah, watching the uh, the last fight that you had with, with Brendan, and I was like, man, you know, if he goes out this week and he gets the win, man, that could be a very possible rematch for you, man. And uh, even that the, the latest one on... Uh, was that USC two five three three? Yeah. Yes, um, when Izzy Izzy was the main uh, fight with uh, Costa, and there was you, and there was Shane as well. Um, and Brad, yeah, yeah and, and Brad as well. Man, four fights. That was a pretty amazing event. Mm. Like four fighters from City Kickboxing mm. representing over there. And that fight was nothing short of spectacular as well. Thanks, bro. It was, bro, you just, you know, at the moment you picked up the guy and you were going to slam him and then he started to... But he had, like, lanky... Yeah, he's long. He's long. Yeah, long <laughs> bro, he had lanky hands and I saw him slip the hands in and I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but the yeah. first round, the first round was pretty... Um, I think, from my point of view, like, watching from the TV... Yeah. Um, like it was going like strike for strike. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty soon, like you could see it on his face, like he kind of realized it's not a good idea <laughs> to, to go strike for strike yeah. with this guy. Like I could try something else, and which was why he started to bring in his jujitsu yeah. and started to grapple with you and all that stuff. But you survived, <laughs> man. And like not only that, like you, I mean, you made it look like you're comfortable. You know, mm. it was a bit like a shitty situation, but yeah. like I felt like you were quite comfortable, so I wasn't like too worried. Yeah. But it's just the second one. He's getting caught, you know, with that choke there. Yeah, well, when that elbow landed, so I hit him with the right hand and dropped him and then he was wobbly and then kind of nine times out of ten, you know, that elbow misses, but it landed right on my temple. I was in that gray area where I could have swarmed and I should have gone faster or I should have pulled back and let him kind of stand up. But uh, it's just a fight game, you know. You can't mm. you can't predict these things. It's and a heat of the moment. Everything just goes so fast. So far, and that was in the first thirty seconds of the fight, you know. So mm. <clears throat> I was all clear headed until then, until I got hit with that elbow, and then it was all cloudy, you know. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking. I couldn't think at the time. I was just going off instinct, you know. When when uh, I think he had me in a. Uh, a go go pilata, so he wrapped my shoulder and my arm up. Um, I wasn't all there then. I was just kind of going off instinct and there's all muscle memory mm. so when um i stood up and we got out of that ground position um I, I my body wanted i know what i wanted to do and i knew that um i needed to bridge to get more but my legs weren't keeping up with me and when i wanted to throw it wasn't as fast as i wanted it to so um you just gotta trust your instincts and just keep swinging and that was my mindset you know if i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out swinging so um not the best situation to be in and getting caught in a guillotine, you know, it's just one of those things. I did, I wasn't all there until I went backstage after the fight. And then, um, cause I didn't know what hit me mm. when the elbow landed. It was like a scene at a rush hour when Jackie Chan, uh, when Chris Tucker gets hit with a, a kick and he's yeah. like, which one hit me? <laughs> it was like that. But with, I didn't know it was an elbow. Um, Eugene had to tell me and I had to watch the fight footage after just be like, Oh, it wasn't. It yeah. Wasn't. But what was impressive is like, you know, that was a, that was like a clean, good elbow. But the fact that you still got up and went straight back into it. It's just how, how I've always been brought up. You know, once, once you're hurt, that's when you're the most dangerous. So, um, I just had to keep swinging and um, it was nice to get compensated for five of the night, 50k bonus, especially if baby yeah, on the way. A little bit of extra money in yeah, the pocket. Exactly. <laughs> but um, ultimately, you know, I want to run that fight back. I, I want that um, a rematch. Um, Definitely with both. I want to come both with guys, with, yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone's, with everyone's, with I want to avenge all my losses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean like the, the especially the, I think the one with Moreno, that was a close fight. That mm. was a really close fight. I exactly. Think. Yeah. First round, I dropped him a few times. He adjusted well in the second and um, he kept kicking my um, my right hand, which is um, a smart move. You know, I couldn't, mm. I couldn't throw it as much and 
Um, he was timing it well. Um, and in the third round, it was close as well. So if he does, uh, like I'm expecting him to do well this weekend. I know a lot of people are sleeping on him um, against Figueroa since he's been so um, impressive in his last wins. Uh, but I think Moreno is good enough to to stick it out and tough enough to take shots from from Figueroa and and you know go to the ground and be comfortable there as well. So don't be surprised if if Moreno gets an upset. I, I can see it happening, and mm. um, that that will make my fight look a lot better as well. Definitely. Um, so yeah, we'll get we'll get back on the win streak. I'm just about to sign another four fight deal or another deal with the UFC, mm-hmm. and um, and we'll go from there. So 2021, uh, I want to be active. I want to be busy, and um, this is where I start to make uh, my run at the title. I want to, um, you know, build myself back up. I'm um, back in the gym now, working on all my holes that I've had and um, building off the, my last fight. <clears throat> a lot of the positives to take away from it, but uh, a lot of learning curves as well. And um, I'm sure next year, you know, it'll be a full stack card of CKB. UFC can come back to Auckland as well when the crowds can, um, when the UFC want, want crowds again and, um, that'll make all the difference. You know, it's different fighting in an empty stadium or a fight. Yeah, island. it kind of brings you back to when, uh, you know, the amateur days or the smaller fight mm. days, you know, less people could pretty much hear the other corner yeah. talking and all that sort of stuff. In the back of your mind, you know everyone in the world's watching, especially mm. if you're on the undercard of Izzy, you know. That's what was in the back of my mind. I was like, no one's here, but I know everyone's watching mm. back home, you know. You could just feel it. Um, but it, it definitely makes a difference having a, a crowd and a, like hometown advantage. And Yeah, do you feel that it kind of helps push you a, a, a little bit more as well, knowing yeah. that, you know, all those people are watching? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if, when you're in the sport a long time and um, it's, um, it's such a small amount of time, you know, 15 minutes is not long, but... Um, the lead up to the fight is what's what's long, you know, ten weeks of of grinding. But when you when you go out and you make the walk out into the fight, um, all that little bit of um, support it definitely helps and it motivates you and uh, gives you a bigger purpose of what you're doing. You know, you know, not, not just doing it this this for your, your yourself, but you're doing it for you know your friends and your family and um, everyone that supports you back home and everyone that kind of looks up to you and um, appreciates what you do. And you want to use use that and harness that energy and. Um, that's what's different about fighting without a crowd. Mm. You can't feed off the energy. Um, yeah. So when I fought at UFC Auckland earlier this year, when um, pretty much one of the last fight last few that, fights before that, that had a crowd, yeah, yeah. So UFC Auckland, that was my um, my uh, first time fighting in Auckland in my hometown in five years. You know, one of my dreams was always to fight at Spark Arena, and um, to get a reception like I did, you know, that that's like um, fairy tales to have 10,000 people just standing up, you know, oh shit, now it's a party kind of thing. When my, my <laughs> song kicked in for you and um, I walked out, you know, I just had goosebumps and I, I, I just knew that I wasn't losing that fight. You know, I just couldn't, not with that kind of support. There's no way yeah. this guy's going to take away this moment from me. Exactly, yeah. Wow. So when it all goes to plan, you know, you feed off the energy, you hit them with hard shots, you get defend the takedowns and um, you, you, you know, it was deafening. It was like, you could something the the noise that you could just feel it and then to get the win and get my hand raised um, that was like bucket list ticked off you know winning in my hometown definitely and even I think on the commentary as well they were saying like uh, you know the cheering and the amount of support is it's like the main main event <laughs> yeah and it was at ten o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they had to um you know you had to be on the US uh, broadcast timings eh? yeah um. Just want to jump back a little bit into you were saying about like getting that bonus for the baby. Anyway, congratulations oh, thank you. Uh, for the uh, baby and yeah. also for the engagement uh, that happened recently. But I want to I want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? You know, being a, a fighter, putting in like you know, being put into all this high pressure, yeah. <laughs> you know, situations. How how did you handle that, brother? How more, did you do it? And more how? pressure doing that than fighting. You know, <laughs> making my making my UFC walkout. Um, no, it, it was awesome. Um, you know, this year has been a, di- a difficult year, uh, mm. a lot of adversity, a lot of, uh, I guess, self-reflection of where you want to be and what your priorities. Mm. And um, when when we um, found out we're having a baby and um, we've got a boy on the way, um, we were in, I was in lockdown and, and um, <clears throat> in a quarantine. And uh, that's when I was like, you know, I, w- I want to commit. I want to give my partner security and and it kind of if one thing led to another and so many blessings in my life you know even though I didn't get a win um you know I'm winning in life so um that's when I um was organizing I was busy in quarantine organizing a ring and 
um, get, getting her cousin to steal a steal a an old ring so I could get the sizing. The sizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then um, we went... Doing all that while in quarantine as yeah, well. Yeah, And I was, you know, sorting out house viewings because uh, we're trying to look for a house at the moment. So sorting out, you know, viewings, sorting out wedding rings, um, sorting out my... Uh, I got my clothing brand that I'm, I'm, I'm doing as well, KKF. So I was busy in quarantine. I wasn't just, you know, eating and, and passing time. I was Yeah, I was eating ice cream from uh, <laughs> Giappo, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're talking about your clothing brand, KKF. Um, is that the one with Engage or... It's a separate one. So I do. So Engage is doing a collab with my brand mm. KKF. So K- KKF is a, um, something I've always been into. You know, fashion, um, being into streetwear, um, that the culture. So uh, it's just something on the side. You know, outside of fighting, that I want to slowly build. You know, mm. and um, you know, who knows? One day that might be my main. That's my it. main thing. So you've got to build your brand you while got, you have the exactly. the impact. Eh? Diversify your. Um, your your revenue and um mm. so yeah i want to slowly um build into that but i'm working with my mate oni he trains at our gym he's um been a great um um been a you know a great person to kind of pick his brain and and um he's kind of shed light on in the industry and it's cool to kind of get the behind the scenes look on how things work and mm. getting samples of you know different materials and different designs and um we're, we're, I'm, I'm proud to kind of put that next to my name you know that um what we've come up with so um it's only the start we've got a lot more things in the future and um just kind of slowly um work at it but yeah we've got we've got a lot of things coming out to, uh 2021 so we're doing you know more collabs with engage um more stuff with my own and more stuff with oni as well so um, oh, pretty, exi- pretty exciting times and uh, mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to uh, all of this stuff this good yeah. stuff that you're gonna put out it's pretty cool we've seen some of the stuff for those of you who haven't seen go check it out there's some pretty cool stuff out already yeah um yeah but um before we miss that one just so how did they um so once you got all that sorted you got the ring and everything yeah. man now actual day itself how how did it go down brother how did the proposal go down yeah so i went out to um <laughs> kai tai that's where my partner's from um and um got her ple- i got the blessing from her dad the night before and then the next day that must have been uh, i was no ner- i was nervous <laughs> <laughs> not only that because it was the first time we've met <laughs> oh what really yeah. oh so man i was like hey mate i know it's the first time we've met but can i get your blessing he's like of course we're family now so I was like, imagine oh, if um you know he's quite a funny guy himself yeah. and he just plays a prank on yeah. you and says, no. <laughs> yeah i was sweating bro i was so nervous <laughs> but no uh, it all worked out and then the next day because we were already away for a week. So we mm. went to Hawke's Bay to see my, my family. And then um, we went all the way up to Kai Tai to meet or to see her, all her family. And, um, you know, the whole time I got my ring, the ring in my pocket. So not to lose that, yeah. and not for her to find it. That, <laughs> that was half the battle. And then to yeah. get the blessing from her dad. And then the next day we drove all the way up to the Cape, which is the top of the North Island. Mm. Um, we were there with a few of her cousins. And um, we wanted to see the sun, uh, the sunrise. So we're there quite early. We left at like 5 a.m. just to get up to the top. And then um, the sun came out and it was about 7.30. Um, a lot of tourists were starting to, to you know, um, meet up where the viewpoint is, which is where the lighthouse is. Mm-hmm. And um, I was trying to get my partner's attention, but she wasn't she wasn't listening to me. She yeah. was like going off, talking to her cousins. <laughs> and they knew I was going to do the proposal, but they... Um, they were trying to make were, it too obvious. Yeah, they were trying to give me space, but mm. then she kept walking off, and I was like, you know, like, <laughs> can you just listen to me? Like, I'm just trying to do like this is in the back of my mind. But um, and then all more tourists started coming, and I was like, oh, you know, it's man, it's pressure now, now whatever. So yeah, the live um, crowd coming. Yeah. So eventually, I got her attention, and um, yeah, dropped to a knee and popped a question, and she was in shock. I think the first thing she said was, "What the fuck?" <laughs> she's like, "What is this real?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "No, you're joking." And then she looked around, and then everyone's looking to see. And I was like, "Come wow. on, oh, don't don't do this to me." But then nah, she said yes, and then everyone started clapping. And no, nah, it was an amazing day. We spent the rest of the day down at the beach with her family, and um, had a massive uh, like feed with her family. So it was all it all worked out, and um. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I don't have to do the every oh, game. There was a win there. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> um, well, especially when when there's like heaps of people watching as well. Like you know, that is pressure. Yeah, that I is. Put, pressure. I put it on myself, but it all works yeah, out. You know, definitely. And uh, with the baby coming, have you guys uh, figured out a name or not yet? Nah, not yet. It's one of those moments mm. where uh, we want to wait until the baby's born and see. Kind of look, look at the baby look first. At it, yeah. yeah, see what it looks like and see if it flows. 
you know, I want to, it might be a fight, it might not, whatever it wants to choose. But if it does, mm. I want to make it flow off my last name. Mm. Just so it's easy to kind of say, you know. Yeah. And when you pronounce it as well, which yeah. is what, you know, a lot of people actually compliment you. Like you have a really cool name. You know, you hear like even DC was saying, uh, yeah, yeah. On, uh, I was listening to the uh, the Hawaiian show uh, with, you know, DC Hawaiian show and yeah. they were saying like, you know, about your name and how, you know, that like they're saying, is it is it actually your real name? Like, you know, it's, so it's, so my full name is Kaifare. So that Kaifare, that, yeah. Yeah. So um, K-I-W-H-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a lot of well, people don't really know how to say this, you know, say it a weird way. So um, it was just a lot easier saying, you know, Kai mm-hmm. and Kata France is my last name. Uh, it's half my mum's last name and my dad's last name. So um, I've always had that. And um, so Kaifare, me, it's my, I was named after my uh, my my uncle. And um, his name comes from a chief in Taranaki. And it's also oh. a Tanifa in the Manako Harbour. Um, so this name, when you carry it, it, it comes off a lot of um, history and mana. So mm. you, when, you, when you carry the name, you have to... Um, it will guide you. So that's what we want to wait until the baby's born to kind of give it its name. We want to go traditional, give it a Maori name. Um, but in saying that we need to get the blessing from, if we want to use someone else's name, we have to get the blessing first before we name the baby. Um, so it just takes time. And that's just the protocols you have to do when, mm. um, when you Respect choose a, as well. when you choose a Maori name and mm. you got to do it the right ways. So. Definitely. Well, that's so cool. You know, being, you know, um, you know, staying, not losing that culture, mm. which is like, you know, a lot, a lot of times you see, you know, as times go by, people just try to like forget about it or they exactly, leave it behind. Yeah. But uh, it's something I've always stayed true to. And um, especially, you know, I'm, I'm not as, um, as present in my culture as I want to be, but that's just because of, um, you know, my lifestyle is so busy. Mm. And um, I know that's not an excuse, but I want to reconnect with um, more in, into my Maori culture and go back and, um, learn more about it and especially where I'm from in Hawke's Bay you know my mum my lives down there and um, having um, my partner's you know grandparents and you know just listening to their stories and picking their brains and that's where you you keep the um, you uh, you keep the history there and, and, and that's where it lives on and that's when it will go, go on to the next generation so um, yeah, having a baby we want to make sure that it doesn't lose touch where where it's come from and where um, who, who it is and mm that's that's uh, a great process because now that will teach me at the same time and uh we can do it together you know i can i can be on the same journey as my son as my son and oh and, that's uh, so cool man yeah, do it together do it together yeah that's so awesome um anyway i want to jump back a little bit into so uh training at city kickboxing when was it um when did you start like uh after that whole journey when did you get to kickboxing and uh, could you share with us a little bit about like um you know relationship you, you have with uh, eugene who's the uh, one of the coaches there and like mm-hmm. Doug and maybe, you know, some of the yeah. other coaches. Yeah, so I, I moved back to New Zealand 2016. Um, I'd been on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I didn't get picked up for the UFC, which, um, you know, I was a little bit, um, you know, shocked as well because I did get the only knockout on that season. Um, ended up going to Japan fighting on Risen, which is pretty much the old pride. Uh, massive yeah, it was um, a big promotion as well back then yeah that mm. was that was the promotion it was either pride or ufc and mm. um, ufc ended up buying pride out and now it's got a new name which has risen and i fought on the new year's show so i, I was fighting a tough japanese kid there in front of thirty thousand people um ended up losing I, I lost a decision it was a tough tough night i got um calf kicked my calf still sore to this day <laughs> yeah i got calf, calf kicked the shit out oh, of me and um shit. It was a it was a good learning curve, you know. I needed that, and um, I was doing my camps out of Thailand still when that fight happened. And um, after that fight, I needed to make adjustments. Um, I, I did a few things in that fight that um, just I needed to um go back to my basics and and um, kind of drop my ego in Thailand. I I got to a point in my career where I was a bit complacent, where um, I was getting too comfortable, mm. and um, I didn't have a head coach at that time that would kind of be on my case. And um, that's what I needed. So um, I, I tra- trained with um, Eugene a little bit. He'd stopped over in Thailand with um, Israel when they were doing fights in China. So on the way back, they'd stop in Thailand and train with us. And um, that's where I needed to be. You know, I needed to be under him and and just pick his brain and and do what he was doing. And um, that's when I made the move after that back to New Zealand. And 
started training at City Kickboxing. So first thing I said to Eugene, I said, you know, how do I get back into the UFC? And he said, just turn up to training and the rest will take care of itself. So it took me two years to, to get back into the UFC. I got on a five-fight win streak. Um, I, I, I got a few knockouts in Melbourne and um, in China um, where I was just pretty much fighting just to kind of campaign to get um, a bigger win streak. And then I finally made my UFC debut uh, December 2018 in Adelaide. So a massive card. It was on the same fight night as Mark Hunt's last UFC fight. Mm. Um, Tied to Ivasa was on the card against uh, Junior de Santos um, and Tyson Pedro. I was the only fighter from CKB fighting. Um, ended up getting fired the night and a 50k bonus on my first UFC fight. So yeah. um, you know, fairy tale start to my my career. And um, yeah, it was. Um, Best decision ever, you know, moving back home and, and um, training under Eugene and, and at City Kickboxing. So that that definitely put things in perspective for me and, and realized, you know, if I want to take it to this next level, I need to commit 100% to the sport. And um, that's what I did. And um, being homegrown again, you know, taking all that knowledge I learned overseas and bringing it back home and uh, forming this own our own system at City Kickboxing, um, it, it's, it's um, a massive... It's massive for the next generation because mm. now they see the blueprint of how to do it. Back then, we didn't really have a blueprint of how to get to UFC. It was all just kind of on the, do it on the fly. Era. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Training overseas and, and doing it that way. But now you can do it homegrown and, and do it out of, you know, city kickboxing and not have to leave your friends and family. Um, it was a good life lesson. You know, I was quite shy growing up and that taught me how to get out of my um, comfort zone and, you know, meet new people. But um, sooner or later, I learned that, you know, this is where I needed to be. So... Now we're the best gym in the world, you know. We got ranked for 2019. Best gym, gym in the world. Gym of the world. Eugene got uh, coach, of, coach the of the year. And um, it's looking likely for um, both those things to happen this year. So, um, yeah, it's just a true testament of what, you know, Doug and Eugene have created at our gym and um, amazing atmosphere, the culture that um, they've created and the team, you know, that the, the team that they've um, put together, that monitors itself, you know, if you're the odd one out, if you're not like you're putting everything into it, if you're going out on the weekends and, you know, not not putting your best foot forward, you'll you'll get called out. And if you come back to training, um, you'll get kind of straightened out and then that, that kind of regulates itself. So um, yeah, it's it's a great place to um, to be to be trained in and uh, to learn off all the guys, you know, so much um, you know, amazing minds to kind of pick from and you can see why we're doing so well. Mm. Um, one of the other things as well is, you know, uh, at City Kickboxing, um, you know, you have so many coaches as well. And uh, one of the interesting ones is there is also a, uh, a mental performance coach who works with some of you guys and uh, David Neath uh, in particular. And uh, man, he, uh, you know, when I actually had it, uh, did the podcast with him and when I talked to him, he actually talks very highly about yourself mm. And um, when when did you approach your David or uh, how did you get into like the relationship with you? Like, you know, how, how has it been since like seeing him? Yeah, so we um, linked up, I think it was last year. Um, I wanted to, you know, get that 1% better, you know, and mm. I knew I was doing everything physically I could do. I was doing it, all my nutrition was on point, uh, but I needed to train my mental. And it makes so much sense, you know, doing that. So I reached out to him and I said, "Hey, can I um, pick your brain?" And you know, we I, I would love to work together. So um, he's been a massive help, just kind of zoning in and and um, detaching from things that um, I guess will hurt you and will uh, cloud your mind. And and um, it just gives me more of um, more reassurance of what I'm doing and and making sure that um, we're taking care of you know upstairs as well as ticking mm. off all the boxes and and. Um, having that championship mindset already, you know, you don't just win the belt and become the champ. It's something that you got to have, um, that you got to be doing daily before, before it. And, and way, um, way before you even get to that stage. Exactly. Yeah. So he's been a big help with, um, just, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, um, outside pressures of, Mm. of fighting and having all the spotlight on you and not, not getting, um, I guess not shying away from it and not using it, um, using it to harness it and to, to um, work it with you and he talks a lot about um, when you're stepping into the ring you're turning into you know god mode or uh, superman mode so mm. you're not yourself you know you're your alter, alter ego. ego yeah 
So that's been a uh, massive help um, when I fight in the UFC and I make my walkout where I step into the cage and I realize, you know, this is just another day, just the same same thing, another day. And um, I don't overthink it. I don't put it on a pedestal. I never have, you know, the UFC, you know, you think about the bright lights and the, all the people and um, how many people are watching. But once you step into the ring and the, into the cage, you just realize it's just another, just another day, just another cage. Um, and it's something that we do all the time. So for me, that was a massive, um, just kind of get that mental game going and, and realizing, you know, this is, um, it's all strategic and um, it's all mind games. You know, you, mm. you want to make sure that you're not um, overthinking it. And once you step in there, it's all muscle memory. You don't have to think anymore. It's just, you just know. You've already and, put in all that work and your body's kind of programmed yeah. already. And you, you, your mind just knows that what it needs to do. You don't mm -hmm. have to give it reassurance or um, you don't, there's no self-doubt. You're just ready to go and ready to do, do the job. And sometimes it doesn't work out, but that's just a fight game. You pick yourself up and you, you move on to the next. You don't dwell on it. Yeah. You carry out your, your plan as, as, you know, as best as you can yep. and they kind of adapt and, you know, uh, just flexible. adjust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Adjust and flexible. Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah, um, you know, one thing about you know, that I uh, experienced with like, you know, just talking to David is, you know, he's a character, you know, and yeah. he's just got like, he's just this big, you know, guy with so much energy. Mm. And when he talks to you as well, like, you just instantly feel it, you know, like, and his, he just has a thing. And he's so, he's, he's really good at what he does. And, um, you know, obviously he's worked with a, a, a lot of top athletes, mm. you know, like yourself. Um, Izzy and you know professional golfers basketballers like mm. even Junior Far as well yeah. you know um, and he works and one thing I like about you know what he says is I only work with the best mm. but that's you know sometimes some people might think is, that's arrogant but they don't actually realize like when he says the best is the best version of yourself you can yeah. be you can be anyone you can be doing anything yeah. it's like he just wants you to be the best at whatever you're doing exactly. which is so cool um, a lot of respect for that guy um, anyway moving on I want to talk about the um, the recent uh, um, uh, event that happened was um, you actually playing basketball for charity. Yeah. A little bit of a jump into a different sport. And yeah. uh, also you, um, if I'm not wrong, you actually auctioned off your glove from your last fight. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was really cool. Uh, and which went to the Starship uh, Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Oh, tell us about <laughs> So the kids' that. hospital. Yeah, so uh, the US, uh, Eugene approached me saying the Breakers are doing the Celebrity Slam. Do you mm -hmm. want to be a part of it? I said, yeah. Oh yeah, I do. I used to play basketball when I was younger. Um, obviously, a bit rusty. But, um, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, jump in." So um, the game was last week. Um, smallest on the court, but yeah. uh, I, d I I knew what was to come. You know, I wasn't taking the training lightly. I I was doing extras, playing a little bit of games. You yeah, know. so it, you do a bit of training exactly. As well. Yeah, but I so I used to play an intermediate. My mum was our coach, and. Um, I, I learned a few things back then, but you know I haven't played in so long. So when I when I got back on the court, it, it was all all rusty. You know, yeah. my jump shot looked horrible. <laughs> my layups were you know weren't going in. So I, just, I had to get that down, mm. especially being you know the fastest on the court. You got to mm. play like that. And um, when uh, you know those loose balls come out, you you get lobbed the ball. You just got to run and catch it and yeah. get a quick layup <laughs> or get a quick jump shot. So that was our game plan. Um, so in training, that's what we were working. And then on, on um, game day, it was awesome to be down at Spark Arena. Um, last time I was there was UFC Auckland. So to be back down there, yeah, yeah. So be, to be back down there for a full packed stadium, I think 8,000 people were there. Yeah, that was quite a few people there. Yeah, eh? I was just buzzing out, just saying like, like, these guys have all come to watch us play basketball. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I was way out of my comfort zone, but it was awesome. It wasn't too serious. Obviously, like we wanted to win and... And we did win. Always, but, have that winning, <laughs> always have that winning mindset, exactly. whatever the game is. <laughs> but it was cool though, because everyone's there on the same position. You know, no one's you know taking the game too serious. Mm. Where um, everyone you know 
from different backgrounds, you know, there's so many different um, people I grew up watching, you know, Carlos Spencer, Irene Van Dyke, uh, Roger Tufasa, Sheik, his brother, Johnny, um, Greg Murphy. So there's so many people that, um, like amazing people on the court and just to be on there with them. And um, I wasn't too bad. I got eight points in and I got one three-pointer. Um, so that was crazy. But I massive respect for what the um, basketball players do, you know, the breakers, Tom Abercrombie, um, Ty Webster, these guys do it so effortlessly in the air. You know, they jump up like nothing and they they float and they yeah. make it look too easy. Yeah, no, right. It's not fair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was awesome to be there. And we raised six hundred thousand dollars for um, Starship. Wow, so that's uh, quite a bit. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, massive, massive. Um, did you did you auction off your glyph uh, like the glyphs separately or was it together with that thing you put it up? So everyone that was a part of the game mm. auctioned off something, something, something that they mm. wanted to give. So I think Liam Neeson, um, All Black, he auctioned off one of his jerseys from um, when they won the World Cup. Wow. Um, you know, people auctioned off um, shoes. I, I gave my shoes, my court-worn shoes that I played in the game with to um, one of the helpers, the Mahi man, shout out to Mark. Yeah, uh, I gave it to him that. after the game, so mm. no, he, he was much appreciated. I think he's going to come down to the gym as well, have a have a watch with us. Uh, but no, it was just cool to just do something um, positive and, and mm. to end the year, you know, on, on um, the right foot and just to have crowds again and be there with your friends and family. It, it was an awesome event, and I'm sure they're going to do it again. Mm. So if they want to do it again, I'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> Kai, well, I want to ask, like, you've obviously participated in so many events, be it fighting or not fighting. Yeah. Um, I want to know, like, I want to ask you, like, which has been the most, like, the biggest event to you that has the most impact, you know, or it's just the best? Like, the, like out of fighting? Yeah, or whichever, mm. or fighting or non-fighting. or What has been, like, that best event or moment that you've, like, taken part of? Um... Probably UFC Auckland was definitely one of the, you know, massive highlight as well as my UFC debut just because it was my first fight. Um, so much um, build up, you know, 10 years of working towards this one moment. Um, so they're both up there, you know, um, UFC Auckland, UFC Adelaide and, and living in Thailand, um, probably when I fought after I lost my fight in Risen, I fought in Melbourne on an, uh, the show called uh, AFC. Mm -hmm. I was fighting a Brazilian that um, we took on short notice. I was I weighed in at sixty three, so he took the fight at a catch weight. I took I didn't have to cut weight. I weighed in at sixty three. He cut from about seventy two in a week down to sixty three. So he's massive black belt, wow. um, a lot bigger than me, more fights than me. But I knew he would get tired, and that's what our game plan was to get him tired, and mm. we'll eventually um, put him away. And uh, that's what happened in the first two rounds. You know, I uh, was real close back and forth. Um, Could have gone either way. And the third round, we could see he was getting tired. And uh, he was a southpaw. Eugene said, you know, just stop headhunting, go for the chest. The chest will always be there. And um, I set up my right hand with a jab to the body. And then the second one, I went jab to the body and I came right up to the chest and, and knocked him out cold with a right hand. And that pretty much... Um, because that was me coming off after a loss and uh, just having a taste of the UFC but not getting there, you know, and then um, me being back home and, and um, that solidified making the, the right choice, coming back home and doing it the right way and mm. training out of city kickboxing under Eugene. And um, when I jumped off the, up on the cage and then jumped over it and then uh, hugged everyone, you know, that, that meant the world to me just knowing that um, it all worked out and um, um, I'm still, you know, here to... Here to um, make a run for the UFC, mm -hmm. so that was a massive um, confidence booster for me, mm -hmm. yeah. brother. So, from here, what are your future plans now? Mm. Future plans for two thousand and twenty-one. Um, obviously, got a baby on the way, mm -hmm. so that that's one of my priority. Or is that that is my priority. Be very busy, <laughs> busy. A lot of like you were saying before, no mm. sleep. <laughs> it's a uh, it's gonna be power napping all the time mm. for me now um but no it's gonna be a busy year for me i want to fight a few times next year i want to um get back you know in the win column and and um put on keep putting on exciting fights mm. i want that to be one of my legacies you know not just winning but when people see my name like oh, he always came to fight he always put on a show um and um that's what i, I want to be known for as well and um as well as that um 
you know, when he when he fights, you could see his heart always. You know, like even when he was out down on the scorecards or you know hurt, he he showed showed his heart. So, um, and then for next year, uh, it's something that I've always been big on. You know, um, doing uh, talking, so motivational speaking as well as um, talking to schools. You know, uh, especially our younger generation. I want to give them. You know, the, I want to be the light that they need sometimes, you know, to show them that, you know, you can overcome adversity coming from, you know, being bullied in high school and now doing this as my full-time job and fighting in the UFC, fighting the best in the world. Um, not letting a loss, you know, deter you from what you want to do and where you want to be, just using it as fuel for the next one and, and just pick yourself, picking yourself back up and and, um, and uh, learning from it and, and eventually, you know, overcoming those um those obstacles so uh i want to do more guest speaking next year oh that'll be awesome yeah and i think that's the you know you have a lot of the you know uh, you well i think maybe you do realize but there's a lot of people who you know a lot younger generation who look up to you mm. and uh being able to like stay connected and make that connection and go out there and talk to them it's going to mean a lot to you know uh more, a lot of these kids and like you never know the next the, the guy who might be the next biggest thing might be it's, someone that yeah, you exactly. actually help to push and talk to, you know? Mm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's something that's been, um, it's always been something I've wanted to get into being from uh, my family or being from Hawke's Bay, you know, smaller smaller regions and, um, mm. you know, no, no, no place is too small, you know, and no dream is too big. So if you, want it, if you want it to happen, then you can make it happen. There's no, um, there's no limits, you know, sky is the limit. And uh, I'm just kind of living proof of that. And then with my clothing brand as well, I want to um, put out more quality products, more stuff that I'm, you know, I'm proud of and uh, just kind of see where that, see where all that goes. I want to, you know, get more involved as well as uh, put more, get a whole collection going, not just, you know, one pieces mm. and uh, one, one kind of shirt when I fight. I want to put like a whole range out. Um, so yeah, exciting times for... Uh, um, stuff outside of fighting and um you know even stuff in in the cage just about to sign that new contract and um you know so many exciting things happening at city kickboxing with new zealand martial arts in general and combat sports in new zealand you know so many rapidly. so many things are happening mm. with the junior fire fight happening next year um, wow getting rebooked yeah it was actually supposed <laughs> to be today yeah initially man or three and then it got changed to tomorrow and then uh, Unfortunately, due to some uh, medical issues, it's been pushed forward again. But yeah. that's one big fight yeah. that we're all looking forward to, yeah, you know. And the whole undercard, you know, so many mm. um, big names will be on that, and um, names to look out for, you know, Hemi and Wild Boy, um, G uh, Gina. So, so it's awesome to see, you know, not just one person's, you know, making an impact. It's the whole fight community in New Zealand. So um, yeah, it's amazing to see. That's awesome. Um, the last one before we go, brother. Um, wise, which is the section of uh, wise words from the wise man, which is uh, kind of what David Neef uh, started. So, you know, some if you can give any advice to people who are watching, listening to this, what would it be, brother? Um, <clears throat> advice for, you know, anyone that wants to take up martial arts or um, doesn't know how to go about it. You know, once you walk, the first, the, the first challenge that you need to overcome is just walking through those doors. Once you do that, everything else is a lot easier, um, and you don't want to put it on the put on the side. Say, I'll get fit first before I want to start martial arts or start training. You know, that's we've heard all those excuses. Just turn <laughs> up, turn up to training, and I promise you, it will change your life. And it's changed our lives. You know, combat sports is um, a part of us, and we do it um, every day. And we're we're definitely privileged to be able to do this. And um, you know, if your goal is not to be in the UFC. It doesn't have to be. It can just be just to be better than yesterday. So, um, if that's what you want to do, you know, just just don't um, just just trust yourself and and do it for yourself. You know, not don't do it for anyone else. Um, and believe me, you'll you'll change your life. Wow, that's awesome, man! Pretty good words there. Um, very good advice for uh, people who are still struggling with that. You know, that very first making that first step. Mm. You know, and getting into it. It's always a big challenge. It's always a frightening one, but. Yeah. Just got to put that leg in yeah, and exactly. uh, kind of just work, you know. Um, anyway, uh, oh, before, last one before we go, do you have any shout outs to give to uh, anyone or any messages? Um, uh, yeah, shout out to all the boys at City Kickboxing. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> um, all the boys, everyone that supported me, everyone that's, um, 
you know, on on the same journey as all of us. Uh, we appreciate all of it and um, we'll be back in the ring soon. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we are uh, close to about hour, hour, hour over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, we can wrap it up over here. Um, Kai, um, thank you very much for your time and doing the podcast with me today. And uh, man, I'm definitely looking forward to watching you fight and uh, watching the stuff that you're going to do outside the ring as well. And um, yeah, we're always going to be supporting you, brother, in uh, whatever that you do. And I hope to see you do big things, man. All right, that's uh, it for us today, guys. Thank you very much for watching and I'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon.